0: Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30am on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at ForTheRecordPodcast.com. This week we're talking about Make Way for Love, the new album by Marlon Williams, which starts out like this.
1: Down on the beach with pale and spade no shelter from the sun and the rain No you're spreading the pain Digging holes just to feel them again Come to me There's nothing sweeter than you when you're blind Arms out feeling for the walls around you And I'm high up above you Looking down with my boots I end
0: Marlon Williams is from New Zealand, and he's only 27, but he's already been making music for about 10 years in various incarnations. And even before that, he was with a boys choir in his high school. They toured in Europe, and it's obvious that he has a really amazing voice that is going to get him far. I mean, you can't help but recognize that voice.
2: It it is exceptional, and it just, it seems like in this day and age where technology and Auto-tune And just That somehow The the value of a truly Unique voice It's nice to be reminded Mm -hmm. And I think It's fair of him I think As you said He's been making music For a decade This is actually Only his second album Under his own name and I guess the first one was a couple of years ago, much more of a country Americana album.
0: Mm-hmm. And With... when we saw him last year at South by Southwest performing in a church, so it real, really accentuated his voice, but it was much more of an Americana sort of country presentation. Yeah,
2: certainly it was surprising to hear mm-hmm. this album come out. And even though I think this first track, which is called Come to Me, and it has, I think, some of that kind of sweetness and... I'd say earthy instrumentation where I'd say the dominant sounds are an acoustic guitar and strings, but it still has some, you know, processed guitars enough to let us know, well, this isn't going to be straight down the middle old fashioned music. And I think the rest of the album really pays off on that promise. And similarly, emotionally, this is just getting into a, a real roller coaster. It- and,
0: I was going to say, this is a a classic breakup album. So starting out with kind of the romantic, like seeing someone from a distance and envisioning your whole relationship together. And then over the course of the album, we have things start going south and then things get better.
2: But I I certainly like even in this first song, there's some melancholy. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's cynicism, but just this notion of the beach but you're going there just to dig holes and then fill them back in again. And sort of that notion of love as being that kind of this hole you have to fill. And I think that beach features actually in the video for the next track, which gets a little more energetic. It's called What's Chasing You. Track, the electric guitars come to the fore, and it is so squarely kind of this 1950s rock throwback. And after seeing these him and his band perform at South by Southwest this year, I was trying to summarize him, and I just said he's skinny Kiwi Elvis
0: with then but then when we saw him perform at the Swedish American Hall last week or earlier this week our, our friend Amy was like she he sounds more like Roy Oberson and I think that's the right characterization exactly
2: and so I I think the the musical style though is that throwback to those classic rock and roll crooners mm-hmm. and certainly, and as I mentioned, the, the video for this, it is a good chance to get a sense of he is really
0: skinny because <laughs> it's him <laughs> yeah, on a he's beach. He's very tall and very skinny and very kind of handsome in like a goofy way. He's very New Zealand looking.
2: I like that he's sort of willing to be a little bit goofy. It's this. It's in this, it's single shot and he's kind of dancing and he's not dancing very gracefully. Yeah,
0: talking about the video is really great for an audio yeah, podcast. Yeah, but, but,
2: but it's, I think it gets to his sort of the contrast of him as a performer that he he has this just magical voice and he's able to bring these comparisons to Elvis or to Roy Orbison. But he's
0: definitely like very goofy on stage and he's kind yeah. of, he makes these little quips and he's kind of making goofy faces and acting a little bit silly. And it, and it really takes the pretense out of it where I think this voice is so singular and so dramatic that it could come across as a little much, but he's very playful with it. yeah he,
2: he he gets that scent yet he doesn't like he could be such a jerk with this like i have this amazing voice and you just don't get that sense at all and, and you
0: mentioned the the uh, electric guitars and his his band is also just really terrific and um you know seeing them perform they just all have a really great interaction and they're all really really strong performers.
2: Yeah, and some of them are actually pretty good singers as well. And I think one thing I noticed here as we just started playing these songs before we talked about them was structurally they're very odd that that first song is, he's not afraid to repeat himself lyrically where it's sort of verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, and then it's verse 2 and verse 1 again, kind Mm -hmm. of in and out. And then this song does the same thing where it's sort of verse 1, verse 2, verse Mm 1. And so it's this kind of symmetrical mirror image of a song which is sort of unusual, and I think maybe adds to this feeling of being even as you're exhilarated, maybe being a little bit trapped. And this song really, I mean, it effectively only has two verses, and it's already the first one is, "I'm so exhilarated, and I'm building my life around you, or I'm building a world around you, but I'm not telling you about it." Mm-hmm. So it's this like already the communication has gone off the rails. Second verse is, "You're saying, and I, I don't even understand what you're saying, and uh, and yeah, this is." not not off to a good start and we're only in the second track
0: and so then the next song then the the, for the rest of most of the album until kind of the last two tracks the relationship is starting to go bad and the next song is about i think jealousy and it's a song that he introduced on stage as being a shitty song about a shitty dude and it's called party boy
1: Party boy Everybody loves you while they do Yeah, they really rely on you Pull the party through to the dawn Fucking wild one, don't give the game away But the party drive yesterday Party boy I know there's a party boy It's terrifying of the party boy Party boy, I don't like you I know you know you don't mean to be a party boy If I find you, if I catch you slipping around my pride and joy I'm sorry boy But you can party at the bottom of the sea
0: my favorite song on this record it's it's just so fun and it sticks in your head and you know you just really feel the vitriol for this guy that he really doesn't like
2: yeah and well it, it, the over the top threat of you can party at the bottom of the yeah. sea <laughs>
0: yeah it's so funny it's like it's it's such a marlon williams kind of threat like it's it's so or i guess it's a very new zealander type of threat like it doesn't it's so ridiculous that it's not it's not like I'm going to punch you in the face. It's, you can party at the bottom of the sea.
2: Yeah, I'm going to throw throw you off a cliff. And what I like about this is, A, yeah, it's so energetic. It's super short. And most of the songs in this album are really short. It's like 11 songs, and yet the album it's just 39 goes, minutes. Yeah, the album goes like that. Because mm. I think until... It's only like at the end of the album that you start to get into the more kind of four or five minute long songs. Mm-hmm. Most of them are, you know, two and a half, three mm-hmm. minutes long. But it's all they need. Exactly. And yeah, he doesn't belabor the point. And here what i love is just imagining someone who was a huge fan of his first album and i love this like americana direction and then you listen to this thing and it's drum machine and this weird sort of theremin sounding synth which yeah we
0: weren't sure what it was yeah well we
2: saw them on on stage it was shocking they're like oh my god they actually the amount of electronics that they have that there's that drum machine on the drummer the guitarist and bassist both also have electronics to work Mm -hmm. with and keyboard on the stage and it's just like this thing with a dial, and mm-hmm. so which you can really sense that there's not like notes. It's just gonna kind of, mm-hmm. there, there isn't a fretted or keyed kind of instrument, and it has that just retro futurism. Like it's, it feels like what the, the sort of sixties. Yeah, that bass
0: kind of, line is very sixties sounding.
2: Yeah, and so I like that we yeah we've been jumping around, and so we hear kind of this. Almost countryish or almost classical sounding, and then the kind of rock and roll, 50s rock and roll, the 60s kind of synth weirdness, and mm. it's delightful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, it, and every stage like he's just it's almost like he's like hey let me show what you what I can do it's like mm-hmm. I can thought my voice into this I can my voice in this and I can put yeah. my voice here and it totally worked
0: folk Americana is more stripped down and I feel like that's what he was doing more of because his voice took so much of the load it was so attention getting that he was kind of relying on this is my thing and now he's secure and like okay i'm good at that and now i want to add some other dimensions to my songwriting yeah. and that's really exciting i'm almost
2: imagining i think wasn't it the, like the when angel olsen her first mm-hmm. album and then she had that amazing voice and then the second yeah. album was was willing to kind of step back a little bit and have kind of different songwriting styles and it's nice to see people who are confident enough in their talent their vocal talent just kind of step back just a little bit not that yeah. he's in any anything other than right up front but yeah. he's letting Everyone else stepped forward. So he's not stepping back, but everyone else is coming forward and it just this wall of sound and it's a blast.
0: Yeah. And speaking of confidence, I also really like how this album is genuine and honest. And he often doesn't look like the good guy in a lot of these songs and and from interviews it is about a real breakup between him and aldous Harding who's a new another New Zealand singer-songwriter who he does a duet with at the penulti- on the mat- penultimate track which we'll talk about later but you know an example of a song where he kind of doesn't look that great is the next one that we'll play which is called can i call you But it comes in ways
1: they say Yes, and I believe too. Letters written every day, they never bring the word of truth. Jealousy is an awful thing, it's easier than sitting still. Let her find her way to you. I can't be sure she ever will. Can I call you home? Call me, what are you phones? Can I call me? Don't you remember can I call me Thing and going well? Can I call me you sound happy? Can I call me? What are you drinking? Can I call you? Who's the wheel?
2: This is such a lush song, it's just so kind of warm but also kind of creepy and it has the percussion that you're not sure if it's a drum machine or not because mm-hmm. it's has the sort of very mechanistic quality mm-hmm. but it not me- it's not quite regular enough mm-hmm. and those weird ping sounds mm-hmm.
0: what well, sounds like gunshots or fireworks yeah basically. it gets
2: very scary yeah these sound effects are like i'm not sure what's happening and it's at all through it is him just repeating can I call you can I call you one of the things I think a lot of these songs have very simple choruses Mm -hmm. like he will have verses that are very rich and then the chorus is just one or two songs repeated and Mm -hmm. or one or two lines repeated rather and here he has that but then there he's kind of answering himself and kind of layering the subtext of what's happening and as you said, he sounds like not a great guy because you the this sense of like, what well, kind of messages he's sending with these calls?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a like a self-aware song where he's, you know, kind of doing call and response with his own voice where it's, you know, recognizing that I shouldn't keep. You know, you can tell that there's like physical distance because one of the lines is like, how's the weather there? And, you know, and, and, and it starts out like trying to be friendly and stuff. And then it's like, who's there with you? And and like you it, it keeps going back to like I know I shouldn't be counting her this way but I can't help myself yeah
2: but it's it's hard. and you think like to be a musician where you're touring or she's mm-hmm. touring mm-hmm. and it's it's long distance it's tough mm-hmm. and so, yeah he recognizing maybe I'm not up to it yet like yeah. yeah he's a young man he's still maturing but
0: yeah and in the first verse one of the lines is jealousy is an awful thing let her find her way to you but it's like he can't
2: yeah, he's, he, he has. It's almost like the angel on his shoulder and the yeah. devil on his shoulder. Yeah.
0: And I think that is really illustrated well here. And again, with like self awareness that I'm not trying. You know, this is kind of a breakup story, but I'm not trying to look make myself look like the good guy here. And yeah. that's I think that shows a maturity that's nice. Exactly.
2: See. Yeah, li- I think more mature than I was at 27. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that maturity I hope continues, but certainly the sound become so lush and rich and kind mm-hmm. of com- combination of traditional and uh synthetic instruments here and then it gets way pulled back to uh, a piano ballad mm-hmm. on this next song it's called love is a terrible thing
1: How to see the is a hard From the land little chill to watch it burn Fortune favors the call mind of a matter
0: where I have to mention just what an excellent live performer he is. And I think the fact that he is so young, but yet has been making music for 10 years already and performing live release shows and that he's so kind of funny and jokey, but then he sat down at the piano and played their synth and played this very sincere, very moving song live. And it was just like, everyone was, it was so quiet in the room and he was just very mesmerizing. Well,
2: yeah, he strips it down to just the essentials here and it's just yeah the piano and his voice and he's i think this is a case where when it's this simple he's able to show off something i always really appreciate from a songwriter which is the harmonics and and his ability to find the unexpected chord Mm -hmm. and the unexpected key changes and it just again he could just rely on his voice and do the lazy thing and he mm-hmm. doesn't he goes the extra mile and i feel like this so he has these just crazy left turns on his voice and so and he's saying this kind of completely overwrought stuff like i you say i'm lucky but i feel about as lucky as a snowman in the spring mm-hmm. which is both very clever almost ridiculous because it's so kind of overwrought and over emotional but then his voice just sells that line mm-hmm. so well mm-hmm. and it does but it does make these kind of that odd chord change right in the middle of it and mm-hmm. it's just. As you said, mesmerizing, mm-hmm. live or on the album.
0: Yeah, and and this does have the the my favorite lyrics of this whole record, and and there's that line, and then another line, which is, "People tell me, boy, you dodged a bullet, but if only it had hit me, then I'd know the peace it brings," which is just so great, you know, and it and it's also just so kind of realistic of after a breakup when people say it like, "Oh, you dodged a bullet," but
2: yeah, that it's like people are telling you to be over it, and I'm not ready to be over yeah. it yet. He's able to tread that line of just that it's both so kind of ridiculous but self-aware mm-hmm. and he's just like, I realize that I'm totally destroyed and I I realize the only way out is through mm-hmm. and you, you, you just feel for him. Yeah. Because I, I think almost everyone's been there.
0: <laughs> and I also love the sequencing in that. He goes from Can I Call You, which is a, a slow sad song, to this slow sad song. But Can I Call You is so much more lush and detailed as far as how it sounds and the instrumentation. And then this is so stripped down and it's two, two kind of sides to the coin.
2: Yeah, I think Can I Call You is just sort of this last burst of like trying to hold on to a, mm. the relationship mm. and failing and trying too hard. And it's like you're the grabbing is what's making it slip away from you. And then this is just the realizing that, okay, the hope is now over. I grabbed and I lost and it's gone. And this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and-
0: so then we we skip over three more tracks that are also about kind of getting through that to the penultimate track, which is kind of towards a resolution at the end of the album, which is called Nobody Gets What They Want Anymore. And it's a duet with his ex-girlfriend, Aldous Harding.
1: Isn't it strange? Impossible to claim your reward I cannot explain Emotions I can barely afford to contain you're the same You hide away from anything No way.
0: love this song, not just because it's a great song, but it, it provides such a great emotional resolution to the album because you kind of, you know, this thematically is a journey through a breakup and he's by himself and you're only getting one side of the story. And then here he is with his ex-girlfriend and they're, you know, obviously like on speaking terms and they make this song together and it's kind of like a resolution of like, hey, we can be friends and we're moving on and like actually, you know, like often things just don't work out and nobody gets what they want anymore.
2: Yeah, it's it's re- it's epic and I know that's we overuse that, but it just it has that <laughs> feeling. That. I over well, <laughs> The Royal we uses overuses that. Um but no, it's just that the way their voices trade off and then come together and the sound kind of builds. There's this weird little bridge in the middle where they're just going, pa with yeah. this Very like,
0: we didn't play like, that part. Yeah.
2: But it's very kind of like psychedelic sixties yeah. vibe to it. And then the, then there's a weird very, kind of going back to more of a country ish sound kind of coda, which is then just him reflecting back.
0: It's almost like a different song. At the end, almost. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, but it, you get that set. He's able to kind of reflect back and, it comes down to not any of I think the usual, what what I think of kind of the cliches of a breakup, but it's more just like, what destroys him is not oh I don't get to be with you and you have the good times, but it's more like oh when you have something bad happen to you, I'm not going to be the one you come to for help. Yeah, kind of, and that sentiment and so having to accept that, but that like coming to it from that angle, I just I don't feel like that's a breakup perspective that I've seen, and there have been a billion and one breakup albums. Yeah. And really- that just to me feels like a fresh take. And after they just sang together, this really heartfelt like, Hey, we're deciding together that we're friends, but we're bringing up. But that, that, that little coda it's, just heartbreaking yeah but i mean i think new, i feel fresh. like
0: the he could have easily made this record in the style of kind of folk singer songwriter that he had done previously and made it as kind of a trite lyrically and thematically because a breakup album is such a road that's been traveled many times but instead he really went the extra mile of Making it really interesting musically and adding these fresh perspectives that I didn't expect. And I think it really shows how much talent he has beyond just this really incredible voice.
2: Yeah, he's uh, an an artist to watch and just something I I feel like we're lucky to be be around to watch his career on the rise yeah
0: i mean we've seen him perform three times now in the past two years and it's i feel like it's we're really lucky because i he's already very popular in new zealand and i feel like he's eventually gonna become more popular in the u.s because he just has so much talent and well, he's yeah. such a it's just the,
2: it is that package of his his songwriting his singing his band singing uh like his oh, yeah. base, his bassist has that amazing falsetto, and was able to do the the Aldous Harding parts yeah. when we saw them live. Yeah, and, and he has he a beautiful great. voice. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and the guitarist has a pretty good voice too. Like, yeah, they're, they're
0: all good singers. And the guitarist is a really uh, talented guitarist too.
2: Yeah, that you you will see a live like a guitar solo driven jam session if you see these folks live, which is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. There's so much they have so much to offer. He and his band, it's phenomenal. And, yeah, that they're able to go to the past and then combine it with the future, bring fresh lyrical perspectives, put his heart out there. But with that sense of sort of self-deprecation and self-awareness that makes it kind of palatable. Yeah. and, and This is a hell of an album. Yeah. And it after all of this journey, he's able to end, I think, on... bring back some sweetness
0: yeah so i think it's emotional and an emotionally satisfying resolution with the last track where you kind of get the sense that like now he's ready to like move on to a new relationship
2: yeah and, and it's a waltz which is just i think hilarious
0: so we'll go out with that it's called make way for love and it's the title track and we've been discussing marlon williams and you've been listening to for the record thank you for listening